all, short and tall, and welcome to It's a Cosplay World with your host, Roxy Harris, and today is sadly our final episode, for now. I've been thinking it over a lot, and I think I want to continue with this podcast after this month. It's been a lot of fun collaborating with my friends and asking them questions, and just working on it in general, so I want to see how far it can go. And of course, after my little spiel, I have a very special guest at the end of this podcast. Without further ado, let's get into it. At the end of our last episode, I mentioned the phrase, cosplay can be for anyone and everyone, and that is such an important phrase to me, especially how I grew up in my adolescence and how I saw myself in characters. As I've explained, I wasn't around a whole lot of Black cosplayers or a whole lot of other Black nerds, so I didn't really have anybody else's experience but mine, or a few select of my friends, but again... I didn't really have many other black cosplay or nerdy friends to go to. My long-term cosplay goal would be to inspire other black or POC characters to be able to do what they do. I mean, I had a friend go up to me or text me uh, the other day, and they told me how much I was an inspiration for when they started cosplaying because I was one of the only, or I was the only black cosplayer that they knew and saw and that just made me feel so important and so happy that I am able to do this and that I have a reason to keep going because I want to inspire other people to do so. I don't necessarily think that uh, cosplay has like an age limit or anything like that. I feel like even if I was 82, I might be dressing up every now and then. I certainly do hope to see myself go far with this hobby, and I am encouraging of anybody out there who wants to start it, please do. It's so much fun. I don't think my life would be the same if I didn't start cosplaying. When I was around 15 or 16, I wasn't super confident. I was very shy. I didn't like to be noticed a whole lot. Even though more than half of the kids in my town knew me looking back at it, and a lot of my friends now say that I'm a little mispopular, and I definitely don't say that I am, but a lot of my friends tend to think that I just attract people in a friendly manner and am very friendly. Anyways, now I am more confident in what I cosplay. I am able to accept my features and accept parts of me that I was so insecure about as a teenager and just growing up in general. And I would love to continue to support the younger me. Like if I could go back in time, I would tell her to keep going because it's definitely worth it. Like discussed, I am very happy to see more Black and POC cosplayers 
more uh, creators being able to be recognized, more Black and POC guests at conventions. I really hope that in the future that this continues and it just it's not just a new thing that happens, you know. I feel like it definitely should have been happening, but um, I'm glad that it is happening and we're being more progressive now. I would love to see just how far I can go with this hobby. I love it just so much. It's one of my most top favorite things to do, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> and yeah, I just feel so warm whenever I go to a convention because it's my safe space. It's one of the spaces where I'm able to be my full authentic self. And now we are going to go into some questions with my friend. And we will do that in just a moment. All right. Well, our special guest is here today is my friend Ash or Grape Cosplay on Instagram and TikTok. And we are going to discuss some ins and outs and just general things about cosplay. So without further ado, Ash. Hello. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I am here, you know. Present. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's just, important. Just present. Okay, so how long have you been cosplaying? Oof, I started cosplaying October of 2017. So I guess that's four years now, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, that made me feel almost five years. Almost five years. Oh! <laughs> Goodness. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um what got in what got you into cosplay? Um I I don't know if I have a clear-cut answer for this one. I have had a lot of people ask me this. I genuinely just remember always being into cosplay. And I was into it when I was younger. I really wanted to go to New York Comic Con and I also wanted to do a bunch of Disney related cosplays. And I think what officially kicked me into gear was when I worked as a party princess when I was 16 years old. I forgot you told me about the party princess thing. I did. I used to, I used to do what I didn't do. I was friends with uh, (laughs) Anna and Snow White and Ariel very frequently. Good. As you should, as you should. All right, what would you say your favorite cosplay is and why? Or your favorite convention? My favorite cosplay changes frequently. 
So I think it's whatever one makes me feel the best about myself. But right now it's probably Chuya from Bungo Stray Dogs. But it'll change in about a month or two, probably. <laughs> Favorite con is definitely Momocon. 100%. Yes. That is like the round answer I have been getting. As it should be. <laughs> I love Momocon so much. Dear gosh. All right. So we're going to discuss what cosplay on a budget is. So what would you say cosplaying on a budget is? Uh, what I do. I, I definitely cosplay on a budget because, you know, I'm a teacher. Teachers don't get paid a lot. So you have to make do with what you have. And I think a lot of it is doing like a cost benefit analysis because could you make that costume? Yes. But would it be more money efficient to buy parts of it? It depends on what it is. That is very true. I definitely could sew that, but then you'd have to buy $70 worth of suede fabric. Yeah. People think going into it, like, it's, I'll just make everything. But, like, sometimes making stuff costs more than just buying it. Does. I also do a lot of thrift shopping to get pieces sometimes. I I definitely love thrift shopping for pieces. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Do you have, like, all all your cosplays bought or brand new? Um, When I first started, I didn't know how to sew. So most of those were bought. And if they weren't bought offline, I definitely bought them secondhand off of somebody. But I, as of lately, have started making costumes because I do know how to sew now. My first fully handmade costume will be done in two weeks. Yay! Ooh. I love seeing your progress on that so much. Thank so you. Nice. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I actually bought that fabric secondhand, too. So. <gasps> how? The fabric that I bought is from the brand Yaya Han, and she discontinued the line of the blue iridescent and white star fabric that they, I think they released it for Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, and it was exactly what I needed. So I went digging on Depop and someone had bought three yards of it. And I was like, how much? <laughs> that is so wild. <laughs> I know. Oh man, you really hit the jackpot. I'm proud. I actually got some really discounted fabric on uh, Black Friday at Joanne's. Yeah, I'm going to have to go this weekend in order to finish this costume that I've been building. You're so close to being done. You're so close. I am so close. (laughs) Would you say that all cosplays have to be bought or brand new? We kind of discussed it, but... Definitely not. I think a lot of the reason people don't join like cosplaying or they don't start cosplaying is because they have the impression that it's super expensive, which if you do it that way, yes, it will be very expensive because I think the cheapest costume I have pre-bought as an actual costume set has been 50, 60, $70. And that's a lot of money when you start adding in wigs and shoes So definitely not 
I love a good thrift store. Thrift store cosplays are the way to go. Absolutely. I I definitely think that that like scares a lot of people, but like I don't even have quote unquote canon shoes for half of my characters. <laughs> um, I used to be but, like, very they're, like the last things I worry about. I used to be super obsessed with being canon, or I guess the word that I think what we call normie, the normie word for that would be accurate, screen accurate. Um, I used to be super obsessed with it. That used to be my number one priority when it came to cosplay. And since I'm such a perfectionist, perfectionist, I it would really bring down the mood because I did not have the skill set to get things that screen accurate. But then I realized the best part of our cosplay is that I am not the character on the screen and I can make it different and I can make it different to flatter me more. And I think that that makes it more fun than getting it a hundred percent to the T accurate. That is very true. Very good words. Thank you. I, I definitely agree with that, especially with being a black cosplayer. Um, you know, I had some not so great comments a few weeks ago um that were just kind of like a not compliment if that makes sense like that always bothers me because people don't say that to white cosplayers and most white cosplayers are cosplaying asian characters so yeah we're not accurate either it's just weird and it makes me so nervous every time i post a non-poc caught character and i'm just like oh boy <laughs> oh boy preparing myself right now <laughs> But yeah, I definitely think that it is important to remember that it doesn't have to be 100% screen accurate and that it's okay to like take your own initiative and make whatever makes you feel comfortable. Like a bunch of Danganronpa cosplayers do it, you know. They, I like, really feel had, like they so paved the way for doing that. They did. <laughs> I am not a Danganronpa kind of guy, but I will give it to them. They really paved the way for adding their own unique touches to cosplays and really normalize that. That is true. Now, do you think that you would buy or make them more now? Now that I know that I can. (laughs) I think it depends on what it is Mm -hmm. because there are certain characters that I hold to a higher level personally of a standard than others. So with, for example, Johnny Joestar has been a long time favorite character of mine. In my brain, I'm like, it has to be perfect. The way I want it perfect, though. Not like screen accurate perfect. And buying a costume, it's just not going to be the way I want it. So I'm going to have to make it. But with something like Chuya from Bungo Stray Dogs, that's just way too far out of my skill set right now so i'm just gonna have to buy the jacket and accept the defeat <laughs> i mean trench coats are really hard to make uh my first lining costume. them lining yeah them. Mm-hmm. my first costume was nepeta from homestuck and of course she wears like a gigantic green trench coat and so <laughs> i I, that. I really dove in right to sewing spandex because my entire yes, costume is spandex, which is for people who do not sew, um, spandexes. Woo! 
it's a lot I envy you I mean my ladybug costume like years ago I had to make completely out of four-way stretch fabric that's basically what this entire costume is made out of yeah it was like a bodysuit um so I I definitely get that I definitely do but I believe in you because Arya looks great you know I feel like starting off on four-way stretch like helps because now I find it difficult to sew like two-way or no stretch at all like and with four-way well, stretch I'm like all right I retry it on now the white fabric is four-way stretch the patterned the red and the blue were two-way stretch gee whiz G- gee willikers gee willikers so <laughs> I've always loved to challenge though yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so do you have a favorite show, video game, or whatever that you like cosplaying from? (laughs) Would it be easier if I gave you a specific genre? (laughs) Um, my favorite show is Hunter x Hunter, but alas, I have not actually cosplayed from it a lot. Which I think touches back on that point where I was like, if it's not perfect to my standard, I don't want to do it. Which is a really negative mindset. So that's why I haven't touched that a lot. I think I've cosplayed the most from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So that has to be the answer. I've done six or seven different cosplays from JoJo's. Jeez. I know. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of work. I will admit, I whenever I was in the Love Live, I would do a bunch of outfits from pretty much the same two characters <laughs> because there's just so much to pick from. Well, those are different variations. And also the issue with JoJo's is like, if you're trying to be canon or screen accurate with JoJo's, give up. Because <laughs> even... In the show itself, there's four to five different color variations, and then they don't animate anything the same. So I had to go digging for, like, figurine models to figure out how I was going to make Johnny's shirt. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I've definitely run into that problem a few times. Um, I, I remember, like, recently, I was trying to get a full-body... Uh, image of some character and I had to just dive deeply into Google to try to find I actually opened up the source material, the manga, and started screenshotting. (laughs) That's what happened. Dear gosh. It's like sometimes you have to actually go into the source, like you just said. (laughs) Because I've had to like go into actual episodes of shows and try to definitely done that. I've definitely done that. Yeah, so I I definitely I definitely get all of that. Now, this one might be also a doozy. Love a good one. <laughs> what are some or just one cosplay horror story of yours? And can you- <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm a person that carries a lot of wisdom from experience, unfortunately. So many of the ad- advices and things that I have given to other cosplayers, people have been like, why do you know about that? I did it so you didn't have to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, 
This could also be from like a convention. There's been some times I, I could, I could say it was the time I super glued fabric to my skin, but I really think my cosplay horror story. Whew. So I was building an armor build for Anime Week in Atlanta 2018. And because I live in Alabama and it's hot, the humidity ruined the costume. And I had to completely remake it in less than two weeks. Which the thing with armor builds is they take a lot of time and I had spent like two to three months on it. So this was devastating. I already had kind of fallen out of love with the show that I was building it for. So I was, I went into it with a really bad attitude and I had to completely redo this thing in two weeks because I had dedicated myself to a group. I think if I had not dedicated it to a group, I would have just taken the loss and moved on. I stayed up and I mean quite literally for three days straight, um, cotton crunching and building this. I did not sleep until the third day and I had ended up getting sick from fumes from paint and I like actually got visibly ill like I threw up and I had slept three hours that night after went to the convention not cosplay and had an awful day because I had not slept <laughs> and then I also super glued that to myself no. Oh my gosh. Um, for our yeah. viewers out there, um, Danny already sort of went over this, but can you explain what con crunching is and would you ever recommend it to anybody? Con crunching is a fancy word for procrastination, um, <laughs> which basically means you've procrastinated it to the point where you have to shove it into any physical possible point in your schedule. Could I be sleeping right now? No. I will be sewing this cosplay. I will be gluing it back together. I will be doing something. And usually when you con crunch, you are giving up quality because you are just slapping stuff on places. You're slapping things together. <laughs> the seams aren't straight. Things fall apart. You super glue them on yourself. Please don't put super glue in your skin. I do not recommend it. No. Don't do it's it. It's not worth it. Um, and con-, con crunching is very detrimental to your mental health and physical health. I didn't sleep for three days and I threw up. So you're really not taking care of yourself for the sake of a costume. And then you're not going to have fun at the convention because you're going to be too worried about your costume falling apart because you didn't take the time to make it the right way. I would rather not take that cosplay to that convention and just move on than to con crunch ever again. Yeah, we were discussing that. I I definitely agree. I mean, versus the um, little bit of con crunching I did for AWA. On my bed? Um, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the person we were staying with had an entire sewing room. I, I think that I have, I've set deadlines. So if I don't finish Johnny by this weekend, he's not coming to hold that. Mm-hmm. Because I've got a lot going on and it's not worth the risk to ruining my time at the convention by exhausting myself before I go. That is very true. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I decided that if it's not finished, it's just not going. Because I remember one Momocon, I already explained this in a, another episode, but I had a commission. I also was doing my own costume and I also had to bring something for a friend <laughs> and I was doing really good on the commission. That was like the first thing that I wanted to get done and I did finish it and I was still like finishing my costume like a day beforehand, but like Ooh. I was so burnt out the first day of Momocon. I was like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> and it, it ruins your time there. Yeah. No costume so it's worth it. No, no, definitely Absolutely not. not. Um, do you have a convention horror story by chance? Specifically mm. convention. You know, unfortunately, a lot of um, not so nice people go to conventions. And unfortunately, that is a breeding ground for sexual harassment. Uh, I, I, that's definitely what happened. I was wearing a costume from Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, the character is Lust, so you can imagine that I was dressed pretty provocatively. However, just because I was dressed produ- provocatively does not mean I was... I'm okay with that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. And I had someone decide to touch me inappropriately. And so that's not cool. No, not at all. And I, I, you know what, it's never okay to touch someone without their permission, but I think it's worse because that was somebody I thought was a friend. Oh, like, goodness. If it had been a stranger, it would have been like, ew, he's a creep. And I was like, wow, really? Somebody I thought was my friend, that's just extra rose. Yeah, I know. Um, that is another subject I would like to talk about in future episodes is like, cosplay is not consent, you know? No, that's definitely an un... An unsaid etiquette, but it's also said. People have said it enough yeah. times it should be unsaid. Yeah, like I said happens. at AWA, like, it feels like people have forgotten their convention etiquettes. And I don't know why or how. Well, I do think a lot of new people have gotten into cosplay over the course of quarantine. A lot of people kind of got into it through TikTok and have only really done it in their bedroom with a camera and some LED lights. So they may not know. That doesn't mean it's okay. Ignorance is not okay. But I hope that we can we can get the Atlanta Georgia cosplay scene all simmered out. Yes, please. Okay, so now that we've gotten through the bad, we could talk about what your favorite cosplay or con related story is. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like all of my uh, favorite stories involve things that I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, just in general. Oh, okay. Awesome. Specific. Um, great question. Thank you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Calling so I can think of something. I, you know what, at Comic-Con 2020, I actually had the opportunity to present a panel for the first time. And it was about my favorite show, which I touched on earlier, Hunter x Hunter, 
which is a very big special interest of mine. If you give me a platform to talk about it, I will. And so if you're going to say, oh, yeah, here's an hour of uninterrupted time to present a PowerPoint, <laughs> I'm there. That was genuinely, I think, an amazing experience. And I've presented it a few more times since. And I would like to present it again because I also have worked on it over the course of quarantine. So that's one of my favorite memories is just having all these people listen to my opinion. <laughs> that is a great, a great memory to have. I definitely have always wanted to do a panel. I I still want to. It sounds like a lot of fun. All these people have to listen to me as I talk for an hour. And if it's like a male, a cis male, as I like to call these people, interrupts you, you're like, I'm the one with the microphone. Yes. Because I was like, that's why I wanted to host a Silence. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's why I want to also host like a, a photo shoot. I'm the one with the megaphone. Do you look like you have a megaphone? No, <laughs> no. I was also really disappointed that there wasn't that many photo shoots at AWA. I feel like, like it's a it's a COVID concern. Yeah, I know. It was just sad. I was really hoping to see some more. <laughs> I'm really sad to uh, decline my panel, but Holmat has not made the schedule yet, so maybe I will have an oppor- another opportunity to present that one or the new Bungo one that I have written. Oh, man. My friend um, Hollow got her, like, she got, like, six panels, I think, <laughs> And I'm like, you are going to be so tired because she also has like seven cosplays. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I know you're excited. <laughs> you're going to be exhausted. It's a no for me. It's a no for me. No, she's very ambitious. Shout out to Hollow. Hollow cosplays. Shout she's out to our bestie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you, and we like briefly talked about it, but do you have some convention etiquette tips? Like two or three tips? Um, uh, we, we talked about cosplays, not consent. Um, consent mm-hmm. could mean physical touch. Consent could be a photograph. Consent could be anything. So not taking pictures of people without their permission, I think is a huge one. Um... You know, generally just don't be mean. It's harder to be mean than it is to be nice. And um, use deodorant. Yes, absolutely. Use deodorant. Please. Even if you don't shower, deodorant. You think you don't sweat? Please do also deodorant. Actually, antiperspirant. Use antiperspirant. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend Definitely. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Do you have any advice to new cosplayers? Um, you know what, whatever or anybody you're thinking, interested. whatever you're thinking, you're like, oh, that's my favorite thing ever, and I want to make that cosplay. Don't do that costume first. Oh, <laughs> it's never going to. This is my perspective. Because my dream cosplay, a lot of people will use those words, I have not cosplayed yet. Because I think if I had done it right when I started, I would, I personally would have been upset by the quality of it. So I think it's a bit easier to 
pick something that's not outrageously difficult and just jump right in and do it. Because you're not going to be great the first time you do anything. You're never perfect the first time with anything in life. Cosplay's the same way. That is a great advice. I never really thought of that. Jeez. I literally just cosplay any character that I see in myself and I'm like, uh-huh. yep. I have never, I still have not made my dream cosplay, which I think will be a What is your dream? What is your dream? Azula from Avatar. Oh my god! No way! When I was 14, 15, I was like, I want to cosplay Azula. I did not expect that to be the answer. Why is that unexpected? I don't know, because it seems like such an easy, not easy to do, but it seems like a cosplay that you could just do it if you want. But I, wanna, I want to make it. And that's, that's hard, true. because she has a lot of very pointy shoulders and a lot of very pointy armor. And in 2017, <laughs> I was buying a jacket from Amazon with some cargo pouches and a belt to wear with my Starbucks uniform pants to cosplay Keith from Voltron. I, I did not have the skill set yet. I now do. So any day now, Bestie, any day now. <laughs> I was about to ask, would you see yourself cosplaying Zula like in the next two years? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I have a big, big costume build to do for Momocon. So I doubt Momocon. <laughs> but anything after that is free game. It's coming. Oh my goodness! What, like, what are your projects? Do you think you are going to be doing next year? That big one I was talking about is Hawks from Boku no Hero Academia, or as many people know it, My Hero Academia. Um, those wings. You want to make like. Oh, Mega wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he requires suede and fur. So it's going to be a very interesting Mm -hmm. project. That for sure is on the list. I don't have anything else that's 100% there. But I've also kind of thought about doing Nikolai from Bungo Stray Dogs. I've also thought about finally sewing a Sailor Scout from Sailor Moon, probably Sailor Venus. Uh, I want to seize the day, start making things, because I do find joy from it. Mm -hmm. I love sewing. I was so happy when I finally got the energy to get back into sewing. (laughs) I've I've had that fabric to make Johnny for about a year now. I Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that. That's... Yeah, gosh, I had a project that I went to work on and I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Um, But our last question is, what would you say your favorite cosplay to do with friends is? Ooh. (laughs) I know. I loved you in a good group, you know. Um, Me and my best friend live together and we bond over cosplay. We've kind of... And like, we don't always have to match. We don't always have to. And then it just keeps happening by accident. Because we watch the same things. <laughs> yeah. So I think anything that I am cosplaying with her is my favorite. That's so sweet. Ew, no, I'm not sweet. 
Okay, that that will definitely just stay between us and the podcast. And the podcast, I was trying, I was trying to be not so hot about it, man. No, no, keep my secrets, listener. Keep it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Is there anything else you would like to add? Hmm. You can literally say anything else. You know, I, I think the, the wrapping up point of cosplay in general is just have fun. Be weird, have fun. So be weird, have fun. If you're going to yeah. have a fun time doing it, be weird, dude. <laughs> yes. Do you see yourself, um, Do I meant to ask this before, but do you see yourself doing this hobby for like a while? I hope so. It's where all of my friends are. (laughs) I I hope so. But, you know, if life changes, I'll take the way, take the path. But I would like to be involved for the foreseeable future. Yes, definitely. I I definitely agree. I feel like I want to try my hardest to do this as long as I can, even if I'm like 82 years old, maybe. Yeah, there's no age (laughs) limit for cosplay. There's no age on the cosplay. Well, is there any social media that you would like to promote? Any content that you're working on? Anything of that sort? Um, you can find me on most things as Grape Cosplays. Um, unfortunately, someone on TikTok decided to take it, so it is Grape underscore Cosplays. <laughs> Tragic. Uh, um, is, everything is- else is just the word Grape, like the fruit, and Cosplays. <laughs> Great. Well, I would love to thank you for coming on to my show. Thank you for caring about my opinions. Of course. I I would love to hear you talk literally any time of the day, Bestie. Oh, you're too (laughs) sweet. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you, Ash, again for coming on to this show. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And I will be right back to wrap all of this up in one sweet little bow. So for now, this is where our train ends, but I do hope you all have a safe and happy holiday season. Please, please, please hold the ones you love closely and just enjoy yourself. Use it as a time to relax and gather your mind and prepare for the new year, of course. I... Thank you all for coming into one of the best parts I have in my life, and I hope that you guys have a great, great day. Until next time, this is Roxy signing off. Stay safe out there.